the Women Unleashed podcast. Join us as we share with you the confronting, fun, wild, fucked up, epic and raw side of being a woman in today's world. Come along on our journey as we dive deeply into what makes us tick and how we create our lives. Nothing is off limits. Welcome back, everyone, to episode four of the Women Unleashed podcast. You are with Taylor and Britt. And today we are going to continue speaking about eating disorders. Uh, and Britt has been sharing with us how it impacted her life, what it looked like. And the first episode um, of this three-part series was really about how it started, what it looked like, um, what the triggers were. And today we're probably going to get into a little bit more about the ups and downs of it. Um, Britt also was a bodybuilder. So we're just going to get stuck in mm-hmm. and um, go through a little bit more and, and see what else we can discover today. Yeah, cool. And um, if you at any point experience being confronted or triggered about whatever it is we say, um, please go seek assistance uh, from healthcare professionals and be in communication with somebody in your life that yes. really cares about you. Um, we're not going to hold back. We did go into some pretty detailed mm, uh, topics uh, in, the, in the last episode. So that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. And I think it's important to show what it really looks like. You know, when, mm. in, when you were first sharing with me, I had no idea the impacts and how much went on for you. Mm. You know, it wasn't just the eating and then the the purging there was so much more about it the tracking and Mm. eating the types of food and all that sort of thing so I think you're really um sharing the truth of what it actually looks like for people you know not just what it looks like on the outside yeah yeah definitely cool so um as you were sharing with me just before we started you were Mm. a bodybuilder Mm. um or you did bodybuilding Mm -hmm. so how did I guess that and exercising. How did did that make it worse? Did it make it better? What what it what was the impact of bodybuilding? Yeah, um, I'll share first how I arrived at bodybuilding. Um, yeah, I think that's a good. Let's start at the start. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> what, what just came to mind was I like I was in a long term relationship um, for three years, and I still did had this behaviour, and the person didn't know. Oh, right. That's a big secret. Yeah. So getting into the relationship probably alleviated a lot of it at the start. Mm. Because you're super happy and in love and honeymoon phase, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon that lasted for probably a good 18 months maybe. But he also worked out in the mines. So Mm. there was significant periods where I was on my own and and lived on my own and could still do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly got a lot more comfortable in that relationship. And then when that ended, basically I'd, I freaked out. <laughs> mm. I saw my life before my eyes and yes. just pressed the eject button. Um, I then was like, right, I'm single, independent. <laughs> I'm going to go on a health kick. And yep. I saw it was about the time that everybody was – sort of getting on the bandwagon, you know, you'd see people popping up in your Facebook feed and going, yep. wow, like they've had a transformation and they're, mm. I mean, they're orange and they look amazing. 
<laughs> and they're wearing beautiful bikinis. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and that just seemed unattainable to me. So I was like, well, I'm going to go do it. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I did it. And when you prepare for a bodybuilding competition or the ones that I prepared for, um, the, the way the people, um, the coaches that I had prepared me, um, told me how many calories I could eat per day in a macro split. Mm. So percentage of calories that had to be from protein, carbs and fat. And they also said, um, gave me a target of how many calories I needed to burn per week and in a preferred high intensity versus low intensity muscle um, the weight lifting sessions. So this uh, I was it was just like somebody gave me the golden key to looking beautiful mm. they were like right eat this burn this you will look amazing yeah right. and that was one of my fears that I just didn't look good enough mm. so uh, I had a new level or a new shape of control over my eating and that was being able to track everything on my fitness pal and on my heart mm-hmm. rate monitor, which uh, in my first prep, which was about 12 weeks, I only had one episode of okay. binging and purging. Wow. Okay. And I honestly, like the, uh, I was more scared of what the, the binging and purging would do to what I would look like on stage rather than... Um, wanting to do the best by myself like it wasn't Mm. like the the lack or or absence of binging and purging wasn't because I was now a nicer person to myself it was because I was probably even harsher person to myself Mm. and going Mm. bitch if you eat that (laughs) packet of mint slice you're gonna see that on stage yeah right (laughs) so then I was like okay well it's fine I just have to stick within these numbers you know, and then you get really creative at making calories like last a lot longer, like Halo Top ice cream. <laughs> that stuff, you can eat a whole, what, 400 mil tub mm-hmm. and, and it's like two or 300 calories. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of just, I guess from, you know, what you're sharing is that you swapped one kind of way of eating to another, which mm. both were probably not, not... Uh, the most healthiest or beneficial way because mm. I guess your end game wasn't really to be healthy it was to look hot which we yeah. all want to do and mm. we all want to be you know um, confident in ourselves but I guess you've got to look after yourself at the same time right yeah yeah you do um, so yeah you just hit the nail on the head about that mm. yeah um and another thought has just left my mind, so I'll hand it back over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll come back. So the body, so you did the first 12 weeks and then is there, like what happens after that and what did you, I guess after the 12 weeks, even if you didn't have a coach, were you still tracking things like mm. to the T? Was it really super important to you still? Or once you yeah. got on stage and finished the comp, Mm. you were, it was like back to your old ways what kind of was like that yeah that like? yeah um great point because it's now reminded me of what I was going to say is like I'd still believe that doing the comp preparation taught me a lot about food 
and mm. the calorific value of food. Yeah. So it gave you some more education and knowledge around yeah, that as well. Yeah, completely. So I had this whole new appreciation and value of like calories, you know, mm. like avocado. It's just fat, but it tastes so good. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I ate overall. The quality of the food was better. That yeah, so I eating ate. a more healthy lifestyle. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and that was one of the principles that they would teach um, in the program was like quality in, quality out, crap in, crap out. So I, yeah, I wanted a reasonably quality output. Um, after the competition, I then had to. I wanted to keep the epic body. Mm. Like, so, how long? Sorry, but how long was the prep, like, and the comp? How long did that take? How how much uh, time? I think that yeah, the prep was like twelve weeks. The competition was half a day. So just just tw- one block of twelve weeks, yep. and then you competed, right? Yep. Okay, just yep. wanted and to I, clarify. Where, and I lost where. about three to four kilos of body mm. fat mm. Um, during that time, and uh, yeah, twelve weeks. You have a prep. Uh, peak week which is about 10 days beforehand um and then you do the comp um right and i kept tracking my food afterwards because i was like you know what i might want to do another one mm. um did and you still have a coach at that time or did you yeah just do i still had a coach because you have just, to kind of come off the um, peak don't you have to revert is it reverse diet that is if you go on like really crazy low calories but i wasn't oh okay yeah okay yeah. so um i just I got to eat a little bit more, but it wasn't that drastic a change for me. Um, so, yeah, I kept training, kept eating, and I just loved having the control over my eating, you know. Mm. But then, yeah, there were still times where I binge and purge. Like, it, it yeah. still happened. It just – I don't think it was as uh, – no, it still happened. And probably, like, the severity of it got – or you know how I said I, I would binge purge, binge purge, binge purge, like, in one sitting? Because I knew the, the calories. So it was like, oh, right, in, out, in, out. Like, so it kind of maybe made it a bit worse, the binging and purging, because there was like more knowledge. It was like more... Um, more control. <laughs> more control, but I, I don't know I'm, what I'm trying to say, but it's like had more ammo. That's what I'm trying to like. You had That's more ammo, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that's so many, that's X many calories. Yeah, mm. yeah, true, true, true. Um, <clears throat> I think you could say that. Um, yeah, I, so I did that. I, went, I did a second competition um, mm. and I barely had to like do a prep for it. I just, because I kept in really good training um, and smashed that competition. And then afterwards um, I went to Europe for six months. Uh, I tracked a little bit whilst I was in Europe I really didn't exercise that much it was played on my mind a lot mm. um and I only ended up gaining like a kilo or two in Europe I just certainly didn't feel as like tight and stuff in my body um but I had a really great time over there and I still binged and purged over there um however I did Vipassana which is the 10 day meditation course oh, okay. where amazing you don't speak to anyone for 10 days and you be with yourself and I certainly had a new level of like rest- I want to say restraint but it's not the right word like a, a way to be with my body mm-hmm. or my urges and not have to act on them yeah right yeah. so a bit more awareness around 
yes what was really what the impacts really were of what you're doing yeah and a bit more awareness of the triggers um Mm. because i did some work with a a company an international um, sports company and they would send me to places and i would stay in a hotel room on my own and the minibar was there i was like i would fear the minibar when i come back like Mm. i'd actually wish that the hotel didn't have a minibar yeah right because it would just be like they're tormenting me. I'd be on my own. I wouldn't mm. want to go to sleep. So I'd just end up eating. Oh. Um, and I'd go to the lengths of like, I don't want to have to pay the hotel rate. I don't want the company to see the mini bar bill because it would be like extravagant. They'd be like, how the hell does this tiny <laughs> bitch eat all of that food? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I would go out in the morning and like replace the mini bar from the, you know, convenience store down the road um just so i didn't have to um pay you know put it on the the Mm. hotel room bill so yeah there's there's definitely some memories there yeah there's you know like i said in the previous episode it just sounds it's just a lot of effort and exhaustion Mm. just to try and keep up with it on top of life in general you know no wonder why i wasn't going anywhere like that i really wanted to go Mm. Yeah, it would have held you back, kept Jesus. you back. And um, yeah. yeah, I just, I can't, it's just really eye-opening what you've been sharing with mm. us today. Uh, so I guess um, maybe back to exercising and all that sort of thing. Did that, I know obviously part of um, your prep and everything, there is set routines and you've got to hit certain things did you when you came back from Europe in these trips and you'd put on a little bit of weight Mm. was it like a massive deal to you did you then get in a bigger cycle of binging purging and was the exercise also extreme or did the exercise never really become over the top for you um the exercise wasn't ever over the top um when I came back I uh wanted to like build muscle so I like ate potatoes and tofu for no rice and tofu because I had some weird allergy to um salicylates which is like the chemical that um is naturally produced in fruit and vegetables to repel insects from them yeah so like (laughs) that makes it a bit hard yeah it was really weird like anything with the skin on it I couldn't eat for ages oh god Um, (laughs) so I ate like rice soy sauce and tofu for weeks to try and put on like muscle Mm, mm. and I just ended up putting on fat so I had a goal of a photo shoot um, about six months away and I spoke to my coach we got an eating plan in place and um, I actually fractured my right foot at a gym class that almost healed and then I got a stretch fracture in the left foot so I had two fractured feet whilst trying to lose weight and have this goal of a um, Mm. a photo shoot a beach photo shoot um and I just took to the pool and swam for like three or four days a week and achieved Mm. my goal that way awesome Um, so it it never the exercise sounds like it never became part of the control and part of the eating disorder really it sounds like you were pretty good with well okay hang on having a good relationship with exercise or oh no 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 like I guess when I think of exercise out of control, I think of like just being in the gym twice a day for seven days a week. But mm. I guess it's all relative, right? 
Um, yes. I would certainly, if I had binged the night before, go, oh, better go to the gym in the morning. Mm. So mm. I was never exercising from a context of this makes me feel good and this is healthy. Mm. This this is healthy for me or I do it for my mental health like we discussed, I think, in the episode two. Um, it was more like, yeah, you bad girl. Yeah, punishment. Punishment, yeah. Um, and what I plastered over the top of it was like, yeah, this is mm. fun and great <laughs> and look how awesome I am and competitive and yeah. Yeah. So what sort of age are we looking at here when you um, finished all of that? I was, when I came back from Europe, I was 25. Right, so you had nine years of this mm-hmm. this going on already before yep, you really. I started dealing with it when I was 26. Yep, so 10 right, years. Right, so nearly, so 10 years of just having it on and off mm. and obviously the triggers that came on brought it back on further yep. and and then you had other controls coming in with your programs and your prep and all of that and then mm. what was the eye-opening moment where you're like I need to this isn't okay <laughs> yeah uh so I was in the self-expression and leadership program which is a development um, program that Landmark runs mm-hmm. and this was the third of their programs. So I had done the forum and the advanced course. Um, and these programs are designed to, you know, have you confront what doesn't work about your life. Um, yes, we did them together, remember? Yes, <laughs> what doesn't work about – yeah, sorry, this is for our, our audience. Um, what doesn't work about you mm. and who you're being and your blind spots and to distinguish those so you can become powerful in your life. Mm. And I was that inauthentic. I was that convinced that – the eating disorder, like I wouldn't even call it an eating disorder. I was just like, oh, I do this thing. Mm. And I never told anyone about it. No. So I never called it an eating disorder. Um, it took me to get to that third program to go, okay, I can't avoid this anymore. Like who I portray myself out in the world is to be this really healthy, like health conscious, fit person. Mm. And I go home and I shove food down my throat and then I put my fingers down my throat and throw up. That's really inconsistent. Yeah, it doesn't match, does it? Yeah. And I just was like, wow, there's polar opposites here. Uh, And in the program, that's that's when I started Mm. sharing with people that that was my behavior. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how, I guess, how did people respond was there concern? Do people understand? Like, what what do you think the response was like for you? Well, uh, first of all, I'll share that I thought people were going to ridicule me and mm. judge me because I was this other person on social media. How dare you? I thought I was going to step into a fiery pit of hatred. <laughs> and people just loved me. They just covered <laughs> me and, like really was so gracious with me, Mm. really gracious. And Taylor, you were one of those people. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just, I didn't even know this was possible for humanity, Mm. for people to be this great about what what I was dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of my parents were concerned um, and then others were like, good on you, like for just seeing this and dealing with it and you've got it, like go you. Um, so, so very different yeah. responses from people in your life in the sense, but 
ultimately it all came out of love and concern mm. and wanting you to be able to get uh, get through it and mm. have a breakthrough with it yeah from what i can hear from what you're saying yeah 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 definitely they were all committed to my life being a different way than than what it had been mm. so um yeah but that took it that took a lot to yeah get there. i bet it's a lot of courage to share that and mm. to especially when i guess for you know 10 years you've kind of not really dealt with the fact that it's not okay yeah you know? i was just convinced that that was part of my life like yeah. i just i got you know some people get um the smelly feet i got an eating disorder <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i think that's mm, it's you know it's hard to deal with stuff when you think it's kind of normal mm. or it, it kind of for you it kind of worked yeah you know in your yeah. own way in it worked way, um but you realized it, it, it ultimately it doesn't really work no no definitely no. not but I think the sharing with people is really probably what changed was the turning point, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. That's um, that is what started uh, the yeah the journey, the cascade. Mm. And I think that's probably a perfect place to. Oh, um, I agree. <laughs> uh, finish this uh, fourth episode. Uh, we have one more where we'll talk about um, what the recovery looked like. Yeah. So, and if you had any questions about uh, what we shared today then just reach out or comment leave us a review um, social media all of that we'll put it in the show notes and uh, if you did experience um, unpleasant emotions during this uh, episode then please reach out to the butterfly foundation they have awesome resources there and the national helpline is 1800 uh, yeah, thanks, Taylor. Thank you, Britt. We really appreciate you sharing yeah. your knowledge and your journey with us and look forward to our next episode. Yeah, let's do it. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.